When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This isn't in a video podcast. Oh, thank God. You're in luck. Yes. You're in luck. Thank you hear God. that, everybody? If you're really jonesing for video content, it's because of Arthi that we don't have any of this one. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to show my mug right now. It's By the way, your mug tight. looks great. No, it doesn't. It does look good. Look at it. Look, let me come closer. No, I can see. I can see plenty. I saw you. Every day for three days, first thing in the morning. Right. You have a beautiful mug. <laughs> that was so much fun, wasn't it? It was so nice. Are you going to go to London? I don't know. I'm looking at the tickets. I may I'm have like looked tempted, at my Only because I don't travel much, I'm using them as my travel itinerary guide. That's great. <laughs> so Watch What Crappens is doing live shows in Birmingham, London, and Dublin. Yes. Dublin is the one I want to go to. I know. Me too. I've never been to Ireland. Me either. Oh, tools. We are coming for you. <laughs> no, and also like Irish solidarity because it's a we're in a very major anti-colonialist era. And uh-huh. you know what? The Irish fucking hate the colonizers. Yeah. For me, it's like the flag is sideways, but it's the same flag as India. <laughs> You know what it is. All they're missing is the Chekka in the middle. Yes. <laughs> the colors match. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. Well, um, yeah, it was so much fun. I debated it. I, my cousin's getting married like a week later, and I was like, ah, do I need to be at her bridal shower? <laughs> this is your closest. This is your sister. sister. You are like, there's nobody I'm in your family it. that you're closer to than this girl. Okay. <laughs> I'm planning it. Yeah. Like, if it was Raheel's wedding, I would say, sure, go. Raheel would understand. It's fine. But not it, hers. I know. If it was Raheel's wedding, he'd be like, honestly, nobody come. Please. Please. No one Raheel might come with you. I'd be yeah, like, exactly. let me come with you. He would. Um, yeah. He should have come to Crappens. You know what? I so many that- people were asking for him. I know. Well, I, which was really offensive to me, obviously. <laughs> it was really offensive to me. <laughs> Forget about you. So I'm like, I'm right here. Uh, I know I'm wearing a cake of makeup that woman put on at the Jesus Jesus. T- <laughs> you know, I didn't even mention that. I know. Um, so we got we got school. <laughs> we, got- we got glam. Because Shannon Anthony, our dear friend, dear, dear friend Shannon, was like, I'm going to get my makeup done. And we're like, yeah, we're in L.A. By the way, when I'm on vacation, I'm a menace to my bank account. I'm mm-hmm. like, I realized I'm that because you were you were a menace to my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, sure. You should get it. Yeah. I just am swiping left and right. Okay. So Shannon said, I'm getting my makeup done. This girl's coming and she's got time and right. I can, you know, do, you yeah. can do her. Okay. Fine. Lovely girl. So mm-hmm. sweet. All that stuff. She was a pixie too. She was like so tiny. And she was pixie. itty. She bitty. was so cute. And we were like, oh, she my was God. so sweet. Uh-huh. But we're that chair was taller than her. Yeah. We're all hanging out. We're having a nice time. We're getting our makeup done. We're having drinks and talking about real life stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and we thought everything was fine. And then we, she gave us these little kits with our uh, little like touch up, lip touch up and makeup wipe. Oh, this was Priv too. It was Priv. It was through Priv. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, and then we looked inside of the little baggies she gave us and it had Bible verses. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole time we were getting our makeup done, we were like, fuck organized religion. I know. Church ladies are the worst. <laughs> I'm going to get an abortion after the show. Yes. <laughs> we were talking all politics, all everything. It was, and she was standing there smiling. She had this smile plastered over her face. Poor thing. And we, I thought we were entertaining her because we were being funny too. So I thought, yes. oh, she's finding us funny. She must have been so uncomfortable. So she, uncomfortable. She went back and she's going to talk about it on her podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I believe she put an extra layer of makeup on my face just to get, get back at me for yeah. everything. Because when I got, when I first saw her, I was like, I don't know if you can get my shade just right because I'm always afraid. Yeah. People tend to go darker for me rather than, you know, my yeah. skin color. Yeah. And it always, because they go for the darker parts of my face and then yeah. it turns, then it, I look more. I look very different. My face looks very different from the rest of my body. So I was like, "Uh, maybe I should go get my own makeup. She's like, I've been doing this for 12 years. I can do this. How has she been doing it for 12 years if she's 12? If she's 12, right? (laughs) And I was such a pushover. The minute she... I felt like she, I had offended her and she was saying this to me. I was like, fine, do whatever you want. I'll pay you. And I was like, if it's really bad, I'll just go wipe off my face. I'll go wash it up. But I'm not. Now I feel so bad about telling her that she might not get my my shade right. Well, she didn't get my shade right. But you look lovely. Did you fix know. it up a you little bit You guys said I did, but I felt like did a you completely fix, different person. Did you fix your face afterwards? I did. Yeah. I went downstairs and wiped <laughs> a layer off (laughs) yeah me too I mean I obviously had to do that too I like went and fixed up my face a little bit I always find that unless it is a uh a makeup artist who is familiar with brown or who has brown skin to be honest like it's just it's hard I I usually go to an artist who is black or brown anyway my that's my preference but um yeah, so it it happens. They always draw in your eyebrows too dark. Right. Like I was, she was like, "How does everything look?" And when you were getting your makeup done, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Maybe the eyebrows." Yeah, you were like, them. you were your eyes were like bulging. <laughs> you <You're> like, <laughs> you couldn't hide it. You were like, I can't. And then you were whispering behind her back, "Eyebrows, <laughs> you need to wipe off the eyebrows." <laughs> I was like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, the more I looked at you, the more I panicked that she was messing no, me you up. You look beautiful, but and your makeup was, stayed yeah, into yeah. the morning the next day. Yours oh, yeah. and Shannon's. So did the eyelashes that I've never yeah. gotten before. And Incredible. I was like, oh, I like these. They felt heavy at first, but then I was like, you know what? This is what I should have had. God messed messed me up. I mean, like, this is what I have right now is not what I deserve. Oh, well, listen, that's like the story of both of our lives like this is <laughs> fine but i think that i deserve better than this <laughs> haven't i proven myself enough no right Come like on. why why'd you have to uh, you know stop right there you could have given me a little bit more on the eyelids yeah. yeah um so she anyway she she we don't have to feel bad about it because she gave us bible verses <laughs> I still yes. have mine. I didn't look at the one she gave me. It's in, in my like, little travel bag. I haven't looked at the baggie. one she gave me either. When Sharon told me that, I was like, okay. And I put yeah. it away and I never looked at it. The one that she gave Shannon, though, I do have. I'm going to read it. It uh, Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Ah, there it is. <clears throat> Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, if where's the perfect gift of nicer eyelashes? How about that? <laughs> oh, no, these are bad. hand handwritten Bible verses. Oh, they're handwritten. I didn't they were even look at them. Yeah, it was handwritten. You guys told me, and I just threw it into my purse because I was <laughs> like, like, I'm okay. not even looking at it. I have to <laughs> dig it out of my purse, to, out of my travel purse, to see what it what it said, what mine said, but. All right. Well, um, people have been clamoring for you, even though Aww. they were asking about Raheel in LA. They have been saying, "How come? When's Arthi coming back?" I was right there, next to her. You guys didn't recognize me. 
I was the slightly, you know, uh, you know, drunk colored person, <laughs> slightly drunk, extra brown person who who had taken a gummy and didn't quite know where she was and needed to go to the bathroom and was like pulling Noor away so she could show me where the toilet was. Yeah, correct. Um, oh, did I tell you about the restroom when I went downstairs? You told me to go in the back and into yeah. the green room to go to the restroom. Well, the restrooms open into that big room where everybody gathered afterwards, including Shishu, right? Yeah. So they're all standing there. So I go into the one that was... Um, there was one that was just a toilet and then yeah. there was another one that had a, like a dressing room and a bath and a toilet and all of that yeah. and it was too brightly lit. I went into the toilet one. It didn't lock. There was no lock on the door. Oh, no. So then I'm like, shit, okay, I had to really go. So I came back and I went into the other one, which was actually much cleaner, but it was brightly lit because it was also where people were putting on the makeup. Uh-huh. And the door closed, but it barely closed. The, the latch, you know, the, it was that one thing that goes vertical. Yeah. And it, I couldn't tell if it was locked or not because <laughs> it was so flimsy. And Shishu and her people are right be- outside of it, right? And I'm like peeing and I'm like, I hope nobody opens the door because if you open that door, I'm like well lit in a, like a spotlight. <laughs> And I'm sitting on the toilet. <laughs> I hope I wish that Shishu came in and, and you could have said, Corner. <laughs> I was panicking. I peed so fast <laughs> that day. I was like, oh my God, fast. And then I ran into the corner to bear my pants again. <laughs> I was like, no, this is terrible. I don't want to be exposed like this to all of Ben and Ronnie's friends. <laughs> oh my God. No. That would have been so embarrassing. It would have been amazing. No, it wouldn't have been amazing. No, it would not have been amazing. <laughs> It would have been amazing for me, but not for you. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> ben and Ronnie would have been like, you are never coming backstage again. Ever. <laughs> this is why we don't let you guys backstage. And you somehow get back there every time anyway. <laughs> um. Okay. I have been like really struggling with Potomac, but this was probably the best episode of Potomac we've had in a while. Yeah. Because they finally... Uh, Semi-confronted the issues. Semi-confronted the issues. Yeah, they still they, aren't talking. It's like they're... The problem is that they have so much issue that it's so deep that if they had to have a fight, it would lead to a big fight where people would quit. Yes. And they don't want to lose a paycheck. So and everyone yeah. is towing the line. It's a, Everyone hates the co-worker, their co-workers. They are towing the line. It's become a toxic workplace for everybody. And they're towing the line until the reunion when they want to hash it out. They are saving so much ammunition for the reunion that this is, the season has sucked. Big crack. Yeah, they're all like playing chicken with each other. Of like, who's going to say what first? Chicken shit bingo is what they've been doing this whole. (laughs) They have been doing this. This whole season has been a big chicken shit bingo. It has. But this episode, they're in Punta Con or no, yeah, they're in the Dominican Republic. They're in Casa de Campo. Have you ever been to Casa de Campo? No. I have. Yeah. Uh not like to stay. Like I was visiting a cousin who lived in Santa Domingo and they were like, Well, we could take you to Casa de Campo. I was like, Cool. Yeah. And then they took us there just for the day. And it is fabulous. So fun. I went on my fortieth birthday there. <clears throat> I should have my fiftieth there, but no one's planning it. It's too. What, oh my god! Me. It's so sweet. Well, either you go to London for the Crafton shows, or yeah. we go to plan your thing. Anyway, so um, they're there. It's lovely. They uh, before they go out to to play nighttime golf, Robin and Giselle crown Neca as the new grand dame of Potomac, which leads into one of my favorite things that happens on Maryland in Maryland, in Maryland. on Potomac. Mm-hmm. which is zip code fights yep. fighting about where we actually live mm-hmm. because as, as we've said technically speaking i mean if neca is the first homeowner in potomac proper she's the only one that lives in she is the only you know the actual grand dame of potomac unfortunately for all of us is shasha yes <laughs> she lives in potomac yes you're right she lives and, in potomac um, and um what's her name lives in potomac but she lives in um she's a rental yeah grand, grand dam. Dam. yeah yeah 
So it's like North Potomac versus Potomac versus buyer versus renter versus Bethesda, mm-hmm. which was my favorite thing that Karen said. Karen is like, <laughs> Karen's like, okay, whatever. I'm talking to Giselle because she doesn't even live in Potomac. She lives in Bethesda, <laughs> which I, by the way, Bethesda is really nice. It's so, very nice. It's basically. super nice. And it's um, about um, 20 minutes from Potomac. So it's not... Maryland is a very tiny, tiny state. Yeah. So even though these places are real close by, they take longer only because of traffic. But otherwise, yeah. they're actually quite nearby. You could bike a good... Uh, somebody with healthy biking legs could bike from Potomac to Bethesda and not really feel it. I mean, technically... <laughs> not me, the- but somebody else could... <laughs> Neither of us. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have the legs for that. Yeah. Is Potomac? Um, are Potomac and Bethesda both Montgomery County? Yes. The, who cares? Yeah. No one cares. It's Moco. Moco is Moco. All of Moco is one. Moco is small. Mm-hmm. And you know, in Maryland specifically, we talk about counties. We yes. do. We mention which county we live in. We don't yes. say cities. We don't because it's like a sprawling. Counties are like cities. They're sprawling, and people yeah. are spread out through the counties. So. Yeah, he, they're in Montgomery County, both of them. Where does Robin live again? Robin is in Howard County, in my county. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. That's right. That's and further then, north and east. And, and Wendy lives in, like, Fredericks. If, yeah, the county is... No, Wendy... Yeah, Wendy is at the border of Frederick and Montgomery County. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she's also very, very far. Yes. Does anybody live in PG County? Uh... I don't know. Nobody does. And Ashley doesn't even live in Maryland. She lives in Virginia. <laughs> Virginia. So. <laughs> um, so, like, Karen. And I think um, yeah. Candace lives, also lives somewhere. I think she lives in Howard County. Howard County. Or, I mean, no, Candace, no, Candace lives in Montgomery County, too, somewhere. Okay. So Because um, she, her, her, law, her case with Monique was filed in Montgomery County. So I know oh. that she lives there. But what do you think that was filed there because of where the winery was? Oh, that's true. The winery wasn't. <laughs> so, well, I don't know where. Scene of the was. crime. Yeah. Um. Okay. So my favorite thing about this whole season has been Karen because Karen is having a great time. It's just a shame because the rest of the season has been sh- such shit. But even when Karen is annoyed about the new grand doming of NECA, mm-hmm. she's she keeps saying congratulations to you for being the two zero eight five four granddom and whatever her zip code she's is she's like let you we will have tea as granddoms do of two neighboring <laughs> two neighboring counties or two neighboring cities we belong to a different class she says neck is a good sport moving to the outskirts of potomac bless her heart <laughs> the outskirts of potomac well, t- well the granddom is actually technically right potomac yes. is a different place than north potomac yeah. And it's a whole other place that's north of Potomac. <laughs> yeah. So um, she's right in that. <laughs> she also says this gem, which is uh, about Giselle. She says, this is no crowning. This is clowning. <laughs> <laughs> and she puts a clown face. She's like, this oh is my God. I was like, oh, granddom is granddoming. She is. Neka could never. Neka no. could never. <laughs> no, she could never. Um, you know, the, they get to dinner and uh, there's a scene where, uh, what's her face? Mia asks Giselle about her daughter going to college um, at, at an HBCU in Florida. Mm-hmm. It's a legit. I was like, oh, which producer told you to ask that question, Mia? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know Mia had it in her. Yeah. So, but remember, Mia comes from Miami, right? No. I thought she is. She was in Miami or she worked in Miami when she was with Bar One, Bar One, she was like saying that she used to work down there. Who knows? Nobody. Yeah. She also this episode, guys, spoiler alert, said that she had inheritance <laughs> as a working stripper. Okay, I have a whole theory about it. But Mia asked this question about, you know, Giselle's daughter going to school in Florida and how she feels about that since Florida is like not a great place to be right now. Mm-hmm. And Giselle answers. The best. I think it's a great answer, to be honest. But the whole time, Wendy and Candace are kind of just staring at each other and speaking from their eyes. Yeah. And I, this is where it annoyed me because, like, even in the confessional, Candace doesn't say why she's annoyed with 
no. this conversation. And even in next week's coming up, there's clips going around. They don't say exactly what, what they meant by those, uh, you know, looking at each other like that. But I have theories on that. What's your theory? My theory is that, you know, Wendy and uh, Candace's uh, issue with Giselle has been the, you know. Um, colorism. Colorism. And they have mentioned to her that you may not, you may approach life as, you know, with a light skin, but your daughters are dark skin. And they mentioned yeah. it, right? Yeah. So that for them, they are like, now she understands what we would be going through. So that's the mm. look that they were getting. Now she gets, oh, now she gets it. You know, now she says she's thinking about the color of her skin when her daughter is going to Florida and yeah. she's talking about it. That's where they're coming from. But also... Um, I don't think they thought that there may be some history with Giselle not really being political and not really speaking up on these things before. And now yeah. she's <clears throat> speaking up on it. So that was, I thought that was the look that they were giving each other. Oh, okay. So now she gets it when it's her daughter and now she gets it. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Cause I don't believe that I've seen Giselle be very vocal about political stuff. Mm -hmm. Jamal, by the way, yeah. guys, Jamal yeah. Bryant. Yeah. That's a preacher who knows how to preach. He is his, he may not he may not practice what he <laughs> preaches, but he does know how to preach. He is out there mm -hmm. wearing the Palestinian flag at mm -hmm. his mega church in Atlanta. Right. Listen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he's doing with his baby mamas. Yeah. But he is supporting a free Palestine. So it is, that is yeah. what it is. He um, supports all babies. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh yeah maybe that is it. i think that's a really good point of of being like oh now she wants to have an opinion and talk about politics and now like now you want to because it's very possible that giselle in the past has been like this isn't stuff that, that we should be talking about on this show like we shouldn't be talking about i don't want to assume that she said it i just know that she doesn't interfere she doesn't interact in those ways yeah and then when they talked about colorism giselle didn't um, give them a more nuanced, hey, my daughters have darker skin and, you know, and they were trying to explain to her and she just didn't seem to get it that there could be colorism, right? And what they wanted was an acknowledgement that if there is colorism, it's not because of something I'm doing. It's about how other people are perceiving us, the two people, yeah. right? And so I, if there is colorism, then I acknowledge that I might have had some advantages because of that. That's all they needed to hear, but she didn't really. Yeah, she just said there's no such thing. But again, I am speculating here. We don't know what Candace and Wendy were really thinking or making eyes about. Giselle didn't see it, but Robin saw it, and Robin thought it had something to do with Grace and the school. And I don't think, I, in fact, Wendy even chimed in afterwards and gave like a, her you know political two piece that as if she was on a tv show she's like yeah this is what's happening and blah 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 she gave her opinion on that and they acknowledged it, what grace might go through and how fucked up florida is right now they did acknowledge that i think they had they were having a whole other private conversation between the two of them about how um Giselle can understand. Giselle is smart enough to understand all of this, but willfully does not understand Candace and Wendy when she wants to. And so yeah. that is the part that bothers them. So I had this assessment about uh, what's going on on Potomac last week, which is that I've told you this too, which is that like Candace and Wendy take themselves too seriously mm -hmm. and Giselle and Ashley are dedicated to not taking this seriously at all. Mm -hmm. And Karen has switched over from the taking herself too seriously to not taking herself very seriously boat. She mm -hmm. still props herself up like she's sitting very on the fence. She is. She is. Well, she is the fence. She is the fence. <laughs> she's laid down. She's, <laughs> you know. She is the fence and she is fine with it. She loves the, she loves being the fence too, because then she doesn't have to pick sides. And then you ride her. Yeah. You ride her. And you know, in the end, what that's did, what, what did, I, I loved it when Ashley said, you know, we don't know what, uh, what Karen means or what she's saying, but we love her. Yeah. And that's yeah. all Karen wants in the end of the day. 
Karen wants to be loved. And if they will love her for being goofy, if they love her for being the Lulu, if they love her for being the uh, wise, wise um, grand dame, whatever the reasons may be for you to love me, I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm Just open to me. receiving your love. Yeah. yeah, exactly. However you want to give it to me, I'll take it. Right. Um, maybe all of her wet dreams are about being ridden as a fence. <laughs> She was like, okay, how do I answer this in, in a sentence that can go on a t-shirt? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> she was like, okay, how? where do I take this from? I don't want to give it any air. I don't want to be serious about stuff here. So I'm just going to say whatever comes to my mind and yeah. you know, take them down a path that will make them laugh. And that's it. And I think the other difference is that Karen has not, her online persona is still a person that is fairly isolated from like engaging in the discourse and I think that that also helps Mm -hmm. I think that Giselle by the way people forget this like yeah Candace can get nasty on social media but before Candace joined the show the biggest monster on Twitter was Giselle Giselle Mm -hmm. used to go on Twitter every single week in the beginning of Potomac when the show started and talk shit about everybody Giselle and Ashley Mm -hmm. and when Candace joined the show she obviously did her part of it which didn't help but then ashley and giselle always do the thing where they do a thing when you do that same thing she they she Mm. says they always say oh how could you do that but you have candace and wendy the serious Mm -hmm. and giselle and ashley the deeply unserious Mm -hmm. karen is now moving over into the unserious part because she's taken on this online this like reality tv persona right because she doesn't have much to lose. Like, mm-hmm. this is her one job. All she has this is can- this and candles and now a farm and a key to the Surrey County. She has a lot. See how many she has that fax machine. <laughs> she, has, she, has, she has Matt. She has her wigs. She has a lot. <laughs> You're listing all of the stuff that she has. Yeah. She has a lot going on. Right, she's got the whole house of Huger. Yeah. But... Like Robin is in the middle because Robin has a serious thing that she cares about that she could lose, which is her marriage. Robin is actually also on the serious side. She is, but she takes herself too seriously. She takes herself so seriously, but she wants to move and be surrounded by the people who don't take themselves seriously, but she doesn't fit in that bucket. Right. And uh, somebody sent me, actually, I'm going to read it because somebody sent me a message on on Instagram or Twitter or something, which I felt like really like, nailed what the issue is right now on Potomac and like Mm -hmm. how you have the two camps. Hold on. I'm going to find it because it was a really good one. Hold on. Uh, Okay. It was Sean. Hi, Sean. He said, "Um, the core issue for this season and last is that the OGs are fighting to make Potomac a comedy Mm-hmm. where they malign each other and move on. And the new guard is fighting for more serious topics to be explored on the show. And both are resentful that their side seems to be winning. Candace always feels maligned by the network because they favor the green eyed bandits and the green eyed bandits are furious that Wendy and Candace have won the social media battle. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Like right. that is exactly it. Right. And that's why, that's why it's like not fun because Sometimes when they're all together, they're all having a good time. Like yeah. the next day when they're playing these games and we find out that Mia is apparently not a gold an digger ex. because yeah, she an is an heir to yeah. something, an heiress to something. Yeah. What do you, what's your theory on that? So she said that um, he would put, he was like, um, so they argue, like everybody's shocked when she says that. And they all argue, like, I thought he was a big roller. And that's how you, you said you want, yeah. you would like them. You wouldn't be. You wouldn't be sleeping with him if he, if he was broke. And he was said he was a high roller. And she was like, yeah, $10,000 a night or something. She's so proud of it, too. So that's good for her. But I'm thinking that she's like, and then when in this uh, confessional, she said there's assets and there's cash on hand or something like that. And she's like liquid. And um, I was, uh, I had more money with me than he had, which just means that he had all of his money was invested in some kind of stuff. That wasn't liquid. Whereas you got paid $10,000 a night or multiple $10,000 a night, depending on what you were doing. And so you had liquid cash on hand. But that's what it meant. Like, that doesn't necessarily mean he was poor or that you were were rich. I don't... Well, I also, don't quite understand it. I don't understand it. Also, she's. I took it as she was saying that there was an inheritance coming. And I'm assuming that what the inheritance is like, 
some piece of property or land that her parents or her mom owned or something mm-hmm. that was eventually going to go to her. Yeah. And maybe that's worth $150,000. And she thought that that is more money than like the $10,000 that G had with him on hand. Yeah. So in her mind, $150,000 in assets or a property is worth more than the $10,000 this man is giving me to or Or the flip side is that the man was ex- spending like crazy, but he was actually cash poor and asset poor. And she didn't understand that until she got married to him. And that's when she found out after she had popped babies is when she found out, oh, he never had any money with him. I'm a big fan of Mia just every every episode being like, let me tell Gordon you about is- Gordon. I want I want everything. I want to know everything about Gordon. I want Mia and uh and um Portia Williams to sit down and compare notes on how much how Gordon sucked and how what's his name sucked. Simon. Simon. And um, like what what was wrong? You know what? Taria has this theory which is so smart. She mm-hmm. said that Portia is now was going to join the show and be questioned about her marriage. Mm-hmm. But now she's not going to be questioned about her marriage. She's going to be sympathized for being scammed and going through a divorce. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. It's brilliant. Um, it's not. It, I, I don't think Portia planned it, but I think Portia <laughs> recognizes. Portia is may not know what the Underground Railroad is, but when she sees a dud and she sees a sinking <laughs> ship, she knows to jump out and, you know. <laughs> leave it and move on that's true that's a really i think that's basic survival instincts and she has it and so good for her yeah um she actually has better survival instincts than ashley does well yeah let's talk about ashley ashley is uh she she shares a song with us um a song that perhaps she sang once or twice in the bathroom but good for her Um, coffee and tea coffee it's better than coffee and love i'm not it is better than coffee and love I was I was touched and warmed like even with all of the issues I was touched when Candace gave her the butter knife yes is anyone gonna call that call that out it was such a callback she was like here's a butter knife knife, but here's a positive thing (laughs) like here's a butter knife sing into it girl and I was like look at Candace giving her a butter knife to sing into that's progress, people. I'm so glad you noticed that because I was like, did the the editors gave us like a little baby? Ats, but like <laughs> it was only a baby ats for anybody who like knows what's yeah. going on. It was for all of us who have who have. I gave her a beverage, like yeah. <laughs> you know, like seared into our brain. Right. She didn't throw it at her. She gave it to her, and Ashley <laughs> took it and sang into it. And I was <laughs> like, Ashley, look at how Candace is supporting you. And then Candace like lovingly complimented her and was like i love this journey you're on blah 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 i I don't think i don't think ashley or giselle noticed that like they didn't they when see candace is somebody who will respond to positive reinforcement yeah if they just praise her positive behavior she will improve yes exactly they just don't get it they they pick on all of the negative things she does and really blow it up but they don't notice the positive things she does they don't um, what also I thought was weird is like Mia is picking this bone with Karen and she's like, I don't understand why Karen's mad at me. And Karen's the one that said that I'm fucking some rapper. And I'm like, yeah, Mia, you went into a restaurant and said the, that Karen was fucking the host of some other restaurant. Mm-hmm. And now you're acting like you didn't do that. And then Giselle is also like, oh, Karen is just mad because you brought her and she brought you into the group and you don't, you know, kiss her ass. And it's like, also, Mia did this other really bad thing. Like, to what J- are you? But didn't Mia say the same thing to Jacqueline? Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Yes. Jacqueline. <laughs> Jacqueline. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I don't understand because like Giselle is just, number one, Giselle doesn't remember anything because I don't think she's really paying attention. Yeah. Wait, did you see the stuff come out about her boyfriend, Jason, and how oh, he's been yeah. in a relationship for a year? Yeah, I believe that totally. And, and she's like already saying, she's already, even in this show, she's like, oh yeah, he's not, we are together, but we are not serious or I am not monogamous. She said that, right? Yeah. And then she said, as long as it doesn't come out on social media, it's fine. And yeah. it's like, okay, well now it's out on social media that he's had a girlfriend for a year. Right. So I don't, 
I actually don't believe that Jason and Giselle have ever done anything. No. I think that they are good friends yeah. who are using each other. Yeah. And losers as a result. <laughs> um Mia, yeah, Mia and Karen, they fight whatever. This is when Mia says that she has an inheritance that we still don't get an answer on. Um, what else? Karen tells us about some trainer that she's going to be working out with. Yeah. She also tells us about her wet dreams. She sure. makes a side comment about Robin and Robin, Juan wanting Robin to have threesomes. Yes. <laughs> she's like, she's like, we Juan wants about a that because <laughs> Karen has been saying that Juan has asked for her for a threesome, right? So that's, yeah. so she's like, yeah, we know about that. <laughs> but he doesn't want Robin to be part of those threesomes. <laughs> Yeah, and then, uh, you know, the episode ends on uh What Robin. about the new girl that just oh. popped up? Oh, yeah, Kiana. You know what? She's good. I was she's like, good. Oh, I thought she was good. good better than Neka. Keep her. Yeah, I like the way they were like, we got to bring Kiana on just so that we don't have to bring Shasha. <laughs> like, I believe that that's you why Kiana that's was. that's what it was? Yeah, that's why she was added to the show so that they didn't have to, like, pay but for was it, Shasha was it, to show up. Like, how did she pop in? I'm like, did I miss an episode? Because where did she pop in so all of she a sudden? She came in, like, the second episode. She came, and then she was also at the Oregano Joint Party. Right. And she was there, I know. But how did she come and pop in to become, like, oh, now she's... Well, Robin said, I invited Kiana because Giselle and I know her from before. Hmm. And that was pretty much it. Okay. Okay. Fine. We'll allow I it. feel like Shasha was not coming in and they paid for a bed. Yeah. And they, they wanted to create the drama of one bed, one less bed available. And Correct. so they brought her in. I love Karen. Last I episode know. where she made she no needs sense. Her. She's like, I'm a grown, grown woman who needs her own, uh, you know, toilet. It was amazing. She doesn't want to share. Then she goes to the receptionist and says, give me a room for $5,000. Mm-hmm. And then the receptionist comes back and probably tells her that there are no rooms. But she says, you guys scared the receptionist because you guys made so much noise. So I'm just going to lay on the couch here, which is so <laughs> dramatic. Like, that's, isn't that something our moms would do? That's something like, I would do. Yeah. <laughs> I almost did. <laughs> You I'm did. Like, this, this room is too small. It's too tight. You did. Now I that went, I'm to, went about to the it. front desk and I tried to get another. Room. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. no, I don't have room to move. I don't have room to, you know, stretch my ar- arms around. Oh my God. I mean, your room was tight. It was tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Your room and my room were exactly laid out the same, but there no, was like was a foot bigger. extra here and a foot extra there that really no, made my, a difference. My room was definitely bigger. Yeah. But. I I loved that Karen was like, no, I'll just sleep here on the couch. Like it's such a thing that like they see moms do. Like, hey, Madhu Yama Jongi, like I'll yeah. just die here. It's yeah. fine. It's yeah. fine. It's just okay. It's fine. No, it's okay. I I came here. Like, I'm turning yeah. sixty. Yes, but it's fine. And this is how you treat elders. Good. This is how. Love that's it. okay. Yeah, this is how you mo- your mothers raised you <laughs> to treat me. Okay. <laughs> And then, and then Ashley has, who has been saying, you can sleep in my room after all this. And Ashley says, Karen, you can sleep in my room and I will go sleep with Mia. And suddenly Karen is so happy about this plan. And I'm like, but that's what she said the whole time. I don't think Karen heard her the first time. She doesn't care. (laughs) I just like that. I wouldn't, I like when she was like, Robin was like, Karen, I think you need to whatever. (laughs) Karen goes, Robin. And I think you need to shut the fuck up. (laughs) I love the disdain that Karen has for Robin. It's, it's just so favorite. funny to watch. It's my favorite. They're both like kind of obsessed with each other. Like, yeah, they I, are. I don't know. I just think it's so funny. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about Married to Medicine? Sure. I only watched this last finale episode mm-hmm. with the Med Gala, which mm-hmm. is like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I like how Bravo was like, we're not paying for another event for you guys. You guys have to figure it out. You have to contribute to it. And they're like scraping together something. And you know it was Jackie's idea, right? You know it was Jackie's idea. But they had to do some event as a finale event. And so they decided to do a med gala so they could do this every year. And you know they're trying to make money off of that. So Jackie's like, this could become the event and we will make money and we'll do all of it. And, you know. And I think everybody, not everybody was, um, 
you know, agreed to it in the first place and then they no. went reluctantly agreed to it because you went on a vacation. Can you imagine? There was so much happening. They went on a vacation, they came back and then immediately they had to have this. Yeah. Like if I, if it was in my normal life, I would be like, I have work, I have kid, I have everything. And then I have two things back to back like that. That's a lot. And I would think that the way to pay for it would be to say, hey, your local doctors in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you want to network with us. We're going to be putting together an event mm-hmm. and married to medicine people are going to be there and you're going to get to meet with people and you can hobnob and rub elbows and figure out like networking with people who have access to different realms. Mm-hmm. And you have to pay for that ticket. Yeah. You pay, pay for, for the, the ticket. ticket. Yeah. You buy buy a table. Buy a table. Exactly. Right. Um, but instead Toya donates her booze. Yes. So that also like I am on in two minds. I know that people can do in-kind donation. Yeah. And then they can do on top of it. But Toya wanted to put her booze in the place because she wanted to get, oh, this is an event. I want free publicity for my booze. But she didn't want to pay. So she was trying to say, I'm buying the booze and I'm I'm donating the booze and that comes up to so much money and that's what it is. But Toya, that would have been your marketing budget for your booze and you could have paid more. You could have gotten a higher billing and, you know, sold your booze. But at the same time, I understand why she's coming. Like if she said, I'm not going to pay for it, but I'm going to bring in kind booze. So you don't have to pay for the liquor. So you are, you have a savings that should be taken into account as well. I think it's a misunderstanding of when she decided not to pay for it. It was yeah. almost like they had already organized this. And the day before the event is when the bill came. And then they had to pay for it. And Toya was like, I'm not paying for this and buying the booze for the event. I'm it's bringing the booze. Very much possible. But I think that in the thought process of the other ladies is, Toya, we did an entire trip to Napa to promote your booze. We're not going to promote your booze again at this event mm-hmm. because yeah. married to medicine ladies are like famously selfish about self-promotion. Like they yeah. will only promote their own thing. Right. And they always hate when somebody else promotes another thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like they're probably annoyed about that. But also like it was kind of a janky event. It was. It was like there's a red carpet and all. But then it seemed like a little it looked like a hall of some kind. And it was just it was kind of sad it was like very brightly lit and the and jackie's speech was terrible there was no connection there was just no oh we survived and we are here and we survived i'm like okay survived what What, like covid covid was so long ago so like what are you trying to talk about right now (laughs) i have no idea what what are you doing this for other than uh end of the season party that now you want to be building as med whatever Med Gala. Med Gala. And then they come in this over-the-top dresses that don't quite fit the, um, you know, the location. They're tripping over each other. It was kind of janky, like you said. It's And they had this trip to Hilton Head, which I only, by the way, I skipped, like, all of Married to Medicine after they kicked my girl quad off the island. Mm-hmm. I don't care about all the other shit that they had going Nothing on. Nothing much happened. Yeah. Other than Kema, and there was a lot of Kema and Alicia, which was terrible because Kema is such a misogynist. Alicia was, at one point, was talking about how Kema was saying how he has his wife well-trained and everybody was upset about it. So then Alicia, then they bring it up at lunch. The girls bring it up with Alicia at lunch and she tells um, Toya that maybe Eugene should train you too. Maybe he should put a collar on you and oh, train you. And no. no, and nobody, and they all, and everybody laughs with it, uncomfortable laugh, but nobody calls her out on it, and nobody takes a bet. I'm like, even Toya, Toya, if Quad had said that to you, you would be jumping across the table, choking her out. Why aren't you getting upset with Alicia saying that? It's almost like either they feel so much pity for Alicia that, or they think she's not going to make it to the next season so they don't care or for some reason Toya gets more triggered by Quad than she does by anybody else I but that know. was she's like yeah it was horrible and then this this um, episode too he's like he has to feed his 
kid two spoons and he's like i wish i had a nanny right now it's like so much it's like over and over and over again and about then, these things it's not a daddy, joke anymore and daddy's like oh i love Kima yeah. because we get along and he said he has the like the he can boldly say the things that i believe that like women and men should have too. right I'm like, right. like, like hell you believe those things because the way try Heavenly- Try that with the Laura. No, try that with the Laura. And also yeah. when Heavenly is rude as hell and calls out in that janky little party mm-hmm. about how uh, Toya didn't donate any money and all that yeah. stuff. And he's asked about it in the confessional. He like, he flubbers and he's like, oh yeah, I just, uh, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I, just, here I just, just, I'm just here to support I'm my just, wife. Yeah. yeah. Listen, the obsession that the show has with like the patriarchy and marriage really fucking annoys me. The fact that they were like, oh, who all has almost gotten divorced here? And it's like, oh, all of us. And then Phaedra's in her confessional being like, I love that this group loves to stay married. Maybe if I was in this group before with my ex-husband, I would have stayed married. Your ex-husband went to jail. Like, like, he was threatening you in your garage. You had to call the cops. Stop that. And. The fact that he shows up at the reunion. Apparently, he's showing up at the reunion. Why? I'm like, why is Phaedra even in this show? Because she came up with a Nigerian doctor that she pretended to date so she could get on the show. <laughs> and then he disappeared. She dumped him or he dumped her. And now she's like hanging around. So she can be single and come on a couple strip, but Quad cannot. She can be single and come everywhere. And she has no connection to doctors. And she can come, but Quad cannot. It is just weird. The whole thing of how they treat Quad is so weird. And um, and between Daddy and Eugene, I would Eugene is such a gem. He understands where Toya is wrong, but at the same time, it's like if you're making fun of my wife and you're making fun of her and you're putting her down, then I am not gonna tolerate it. Yeah. Absolutely. And I was so proud of him for coming to our defense. He doesn't have to be told to defend her. Daddy always has to be told. Like Heavenly always says, you have to defend me. You have to yeah, say something. Because say something. her behavior is egregious. Yeah. That's why. Because when Toya does egregious stuff, Eugene always is like, he'll set her aside and yeah. say something, right? Right. Also, their obsession with making Dr. Gregory come back to the show and make include like even at that trip at the end he's like I appreciate that you guys didn't even bring up my ex-wife and that you guys are being friends with my my new wife and you know I wasn't sure if I was going to be allowed to come back here and all this stuff and obviously he's talking about being on the show right but I think it's like I think it's so fucking gross that they he's that Simone when Quad shows up at the party and Simone is like Gregory are you okay are you uncomfortable who gives a fuck fuck Exactly. Why are you so obsessed with making Gregory comfortable? Yeah. And why aren't you asking Quad that? Quad is the one that was abused. And Quad, why are you why are you hugging Gregory's neck? Why are you hugging the abuser's neck? Everybody was wrong there. Everybody was weird. Ugh. It was just like why? Why are we why are we celebrating this man why are why do we have him there why do we why is quad letting having a conversation and quad walks in and she's like so she treats uh, a sweet tea as the little girl she is like hey how are you doing honey she always talks to her like she's talking down to a girl little girl that gregory has somehow pedophiled right (laughs) i mean He's roped her into whatever. Right. Like, I I don't know. I just, I think that it's really gross that they, that the misogyny on the show has always been, like, low-key there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we pointed it out with, like, the way Jackie treats bigger bodies, the way Dr- Jackie treats women, the way Heavenly treats women, all that kind of stuff. But this season, it really showed to the point where this is one of my favorite shows. I could not watch it. Yeah. I couldn't watch it. It I was really difficult. It, exactly. It what it has been, it has been my favorite show for so many years and I could not watch it this year. This season was terrible. And you know, people are online are saying, "Well, um Heavenly wouldn't have been rude to um um to um Toya if Toya hadn't interrupted her and point said she should say Dr. Simone." I'm like, "She should say Dr. Simone because yeah. for some reason Jackie always gets to be to- called Dr. Jackie always." Yeah. Yeah, but never Simone. Simone is always put down. I don't understand that. Well, Simone isn't my favorite this season anyway because she's yeah. really, she's really hitched her wagon to the. Nobody Dr. is my favorite other than Eugene. I know. 
Nobody is my favorite other than Eugene. Eugene is my only favorite on the whole show. He cooks, he cleans, he takes care of um, Toya. He he knows she's crazy, but he, you know, indulges her. uh, He indulges her passions in wine or whatever, tennis or whatever she wants to do. Being broke, whatever, new house, whatever. He's just, he's just the perfect man. Okay. I just think Eugene is perfect. He's sweet. He has a sense of humor. He loves his kids. He just loves his family. I think I he's 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 awesome. Oh wow! Look at you. Yeah, I'm in love with Eugene. If you Eugene, <laughs> Eugene, Eugene, call me. Uh, Toya would kill me, but <laughs> Toya would murder you. Also, Anila's showed up again, Ugh. and Anila's now like, I don't even know how I was friends with again. Kwan. Why is Toya coming with Anila? Anila is the one that said that you. <laughs> You stole your like people. I, I just don't understand, understand it. Why is Toya still mad at Quad? I know for something Anila said, but not mad at Anila. It makes no sense. I don't understand it. Um, the internet. Just like when we were at in um in LA, and Nia said that even though Den- Denise and uh, Erica were fighting after that taco dinner, taco, that they, taco Tuesdays, yeah. yeah. And then they walked out and hugged each other. So weird. So weird. It wasn't on camera, but they did. So. Yeah. So if you didn't hear this at the crappies, um, Nia uh, Renee Hills, she said that she was at the Taco Tuesday event and Rahel says the Beverly Hills where Denise and Erica had that fight where Denise, uh, what Erica said, um, the thing about, you know, who makes more money, you or your daughter on OnlyFans. And apparently after the cameras went down, Denise and Erica whispered stuff to each other and gave each other big hugs. Yeah. So weird. Yeah. It makes no sense. Yeah. Now, I will say this, that Heavenly has taken to the internet and she is dragging Gregory. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, a little too late, Heavenly. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Why That's weren't you true. dragging before? You were only dragging him because you don't like sweet tea, not because of what he did. I don't think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, or something that, you know, Quad has convinced her that she needs to do. Do you I don't have... I don't <laughs> anybody who wor- worships their man like he's the king and says all of it's like weird shit, man. It is weird shit. Um did you see that um the Green Eyed Bandits went on their podcast and told Bethany to shut the fuck up, basically? No. They said uh, Bethany should put on makeup because she's looking like a ghost. <laughs> because, you know, Bethany went on and, you know, Bethany will get on TikTok and have an opinion about whatever. Right. She apparently gave Kelly Rowland, of all people, one third yeah. of Bethany's child. That was before. No, that's old stuff. That was no, before no, no. Ziploc. <laughs> yeah, this is before the Ziploc bags. But then uh, the Green Eyed Bandits went on and were like, Bethany, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. That's enough. Enough yeah. of you, Bethany. That's that's low hanging fruit. I mean, yeah. saying shut up to Bethany is like really low. I, I know. everybody. That's I like saying that, like, I don't like Trump. Okay. Yeah. I think the unhoused person that I passed in, in Baltimore today was probably saying, shut up, Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> Bethany, like, go to sleep. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts about, have you been watching Miami? I have. Oh, Miami so has good. been so good. Miami has overtaken Potomac for me now. It's totally. So good. Do you like that in the finale um, where they're all like, oh, we had such a good time. We're so glad. And my favorite part of that finale was when Alexia goes, and aren't you guys so glad I brought everybody together? (laughs) (laughs) Alexia has shown some hints of the grand dame. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Do you realize that? She's like, she is learning from Karen and understanding that if she – is a little self-deprecating if she lets things brush off her and if she doesn't take herself a little too seriously, she can become the beloved. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise she's going to go into Teresa. Yes. And nobody wants that. Yeah. She's trying to move away from Teresa and move more towards the grand dame. So I like that. I like that aspect of, um, I like um, Alexia and her love for her boys. That is like, you know, so damaging for them. (laughs) The so long run. damaging. <laughs> but the clingy love that she has is the kind of love that I have for my kid. Yeah. So I, I get her. Um, you know, I, I, I even don't mind Marisol this year. 
I think they all um, were pretty good. Um, I think um, Julia is getting messy enough. Yeah. Uh, she has gotten quite messy this season and just enough. I My favorite is Nicole. I, I just love Nicole and she's so beautiful. I think she has, she's so pretty and she's so level-headed and it's going to be interesting to see how she changes. I have a feeling this next season she'll change. Yeah. There'll be a bitchier version come through. Yeah, for sure. I love the uh, Adriana's redemption arc because she has um, Emilio es- oh, what? Estevez. No, Emil- no, Emilio Estefan. Estefan uh, as her mentor. So all of a sudden now all the women like her. Because like she's she is with... like closer to the royal family in in <laughs> Miami, so she's like, oh, she knows the king and the queen of Miami. So now they are like everybody's cheering. They're saying they're all cheering her. They're all so happy for her. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you do. Adriana worked hard on whatever this is. I don't know where it's going to go, but whatever it is, she's been working hard. As on long it. as she doesn't write any more letters on behalf of people's organs. <laughs> Personally, me, I think every season she should pick a new person's new organ and write a letter mm-hmm. on behalf of them mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I would love that. Like, yeah, right on behalf of Larsa's brain, yes. which has been turned off <laughs> for the last God knows how many years. She has to find it first. <laughs> <laughs> you know what other thing helped on this season is that Alexia, like there was an obviously intense thing happening with Gertie and there was uh-huh. an obviously wrong person here with Larsa and Mm -hmm. Lisa and all that. Mm -hmm. So it was really easy for Alexia and Marisol to be like, this is clear cut. Yes. I all we have to do is be in the middle and we are fine. All we have to do is support the person who's fighting cancer. Like that seems simple enough. Right, right. So that's why they're like, oh, this is easy peasy, no problem. Yeah, Yeah. just say you're right, Gertie, and get out. (laughs) Like next season you can say you're wrong, but this season just say you're right. I know. Gertie and her husband, so good. Best husband in the world. Best husband. And then oh well. Well, I still like Eugene. But Housewives husband. Housewives husband. And then, um, of course, Kiki. Kiki, the breath, fresh, fresh air. air. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Lisa, the mild irritant that is always there. I t- I, like a like a sty on my butt crack. Like, yeah. that's what she is. She's just like a pimple on your butt. Like, yeah, she's the she's worst. Yeah, she's like the dry skin that is itchy and just doesn't go away. It's like You know what? It's like... It's, it's like, like the uh, end of winter eczema that happens on my elbow. I was going to say like, the end of winter eczema that's happening on my nose because okay. like right under my nostril, I'm getting these like dry patches uh-huh. and it always feels like I have a booger, but I don't. It's just dry skin. Yeah. It looks I like have I have like a, a dry patch in the, uh, in the crook of my elbow and it's itchy and it's very small. I can barely see it, it but it feels like a big thing to me. Yeah. And it's just, you know, irritating. Um, a little one person hydrocortisone would work, but I have to go to the store to buy it, and I haven't done that yet. So yeah. it's just irritating. I understand. Yeah, um, that's Lisa. That is Lisa. <laughs> uh, do you care about Kyle and Mauricio's divorce? No. Yeah. Why would I? No. It's sad, and also we learned nothing. It's sad. It's the. It's sad, but it's also inevitable. Kind of sad, where these things happen. I don't think anything in particular, pers- uh, you know, precipitated this particular breakup. I think it was an uh, it was a whole bunch of things that happened throughout their marriage, and Kyle just, you know, with emptiness syndrome and menopause and Ozempic and whatever, she's just going through a midlife crisis, and she realized that she doesn't have anything else to look forward to, and there's no reason to be with him. Yeah, but she Morgan was that. So she, so Morgan was that. Watch what happens and rubbing her butt. Huh. Morgan was at yeah. Watch What Happens rubbing mm-hmm. Kyle's butt. So, yeah. so what like... I do think is sus is that there is more coming out. Well, I don't think it's sus. It basically just proves what I think is happening. I think Kyle's not coming back to Be- Beverly Hills mm-hmm. because she's now revealing more about her marriage on buying Beverly Hills on Netflix than she yeah. is on Beverly Real Housewives of Beverly right. Hills. Also, that text she sent to Dorit. Also, I was expecting Kathy to show up at some point in the season for her mm-hmm. to then show up at the reunion. Mm-hmm. But I'm genuinely confused why Kathy Hilton is coming on the reunion. She was not on the show at why all. Why is Apollo Nida coming on the <laughs> Man- Yo, well, What are we reunion? doing? He's like, what? 
So Kathy at least is like remotely connected to this. Yeah, you're right. Kathy happens to be in, you know, New York and she called Andy Cohen and he was like, yeah, let's meet for tea, Kathy. And he, she decided to show up. That's yeah. all. Kathy probably didn't even know she was coming there until she showed right. up. You're right. Well, why yeah. is Apollo there? So right. you, there's no rhyme or reason to this. You're right. They just want to, you know, say something happened. And then I truly think that it wasn't Kathy coming in, but I think... um um. Sutton may have had a small stroke of some kind as Kathy was coming in. And even as Kathy's coming in, she's looking at her and her eyes are widening, just like Wendy Williams did before she passed out. Oh my God. Remember when she was uh, on live TV? Um, Sutton had the same kind of look on her face as she's looking up like that. She's like disoriented look. And I don't think it was Kathy that's walking in that 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 happens because I slowed it down. It's somebody in flannel. So they're like, maybe it was Morgan. Yeah. Maybe it's nobody. Maybe it's just a crew member. It's like edited to look like maybe it happened during a break. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so stupid. I know. I I hate it. Bravo needs to. Yeah. Get it together. Get it together. This is getting tiring. I'm not going to lie to you. Summer House, I really enjoyed it. I did too. I was I was so determined not to watch it, and then I watched it, and then I'm time. like, oh, and I'm like even appreciating Paige, uh, you know, leaning into her bed face, bed bug face. She's like, yeah, I needed a bed. I need to lie in a bed. She's, she's like, doing advertisements for, for now. Beds, she's promoting for mattresses. Mattresses. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so yeah. smart. Yeah. Honestly, that's that's genius. And yeah. and I understand why Sierra might end up making out with the mustachioed guy who's making breakfast for them. Because I get he's it. Cooking? Because no, he's he cooking? seems like a fun guy. He yeah, like he genuinely is. seems he seems he, like a normal well, decent guy compared to all the southern charm douchebags. No, and also like compared to all of the guys who have tried to come in and be like, oh, I'm hot and that's my only yeah, personality. And the guy that shows up afterwards, what was his name again? Jesse Solomon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even he was good. He's singing in the confessionals. He's a jazz singer. I was like, okay. Okay, but I think he's a douche. He will, but, of course. Yeah. But yeah. West, I was like, okay, yeah. West, you get to stay with your yeah. silly little mustache. And the girls were right. They were like, Jesse yeah. probably asked you if you've come already. Have you come? <laughs> did I do I, it? Yeah, did I do it right? <laughs> yeah. And West is probably going to be like, knows when you've come. Yeah, exactly. He's like, all the right. Girls were not, the girls are getting better now. Yeah, they are. are. And also, I appreciate Amanda. I'm not going to lie to you. I appreciate Amanda now being like, oh, Kyle, you want me to hang out with you? Well, fuck off. I'm not. Yeah. I love that. Because how many seasons has she cried? (laughs) Kyle. And then Kyle doesn't show up and hang out with her. And she's like, okay, whatever, dude. Yeah. And now she has a whole bunch of bed bed pal friends and they all (laughs) want to hang out with her. Yeah. And they don't want to do what Kyle's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that that marriage is not going to last for too long. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. Um, well, any other thoughts about Bravo and things in general? No, I'm good. I'm just happy to talk to you and talk to our listeners because I yeah. missed you guys too. I'm like, I've just been um, moving, changing jobs, getting big things. big things that have taken up my life. And then um, LA. Yeah. That trip was so good. I'm still coming out of it. I know, me too. It was fun. I want to go again. I feel like I didn't enjoy it enough while I was doing it. Like I was on the trip. Well, I think that when, I mean, this is a couple of months away, but I think that once the football season starts again, starts again, mm-hmm. Raheel and I want to maybe go out to San Francisco for a game. Mm-hmm. And obviously when we're out there, we have to go to Napa to visit Shannon. Oh, so I think we should really do like a whole trip. Oh, that would be nice. Right? Yeah. So maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Because we love our Bay Area bitches. Yes. Yeah. They're so fun. They're the best. Yeah. Um, well, Arthi, thank you for being here. Oh, I appreciate welcome. you. Thank I... you for being you. Oh. you. Yeah. You took care of me while I was in LA. <laughs> while I was hopped up on a gummy. Did <laughs> I? Like, yeah, you took care of me. You're like, are you drinking? No water. It's just water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still dreaming about our waiter from Toka Madera. You want to talk about wet dreams? Hello. He's so good. Allegedly oh may have been in a gay porn also, according uh-huh. to our friend Jason. Yeah. But that's fine. Yeah. I'm he okay with so that. good looking. So All the waiters there were so good looking. I understand. Except yeah. for, by the way, you didn't go to Sir. Have you been no. to Sir? No. 
Because you, me... you guys went in the morning. I flew up, flew Let back. Let me tell up. you something, Arthi. You I didn't, didn't miss, miss much. It. <laughs> it's one of the most disgusting places I've ever sat in. See, I don't like to go to these nighttime places in the mornings anyway. Because I don't, you see, I don't even like. Think I can it's... see probably the vomit stain. So I don't. No, I, I don't even think it's. I think that you would be able to see it even at night. <laughs> Everything had like a layer of like this hasn't been dusted. Uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sad looking story. I think it gets more um I think there's more stuff happening there just before they film. So maybe in a couple of months they'll clean up and the filming will start just before Pride, right? They start Yeah, that's Pride. true. That's true. So that's when Lisa starts coming in and all of that and so that's when they clean up. <laughs> Did you see that Lisa posted a picture of like a man in a suit with a dog head and she's like, "Where can I find this man?" Where can I find him? And I'm like, Lisa, you're not even pretending like you don't want to fuck the dogs. <laughs> she wants to rescue this dog man. She, she, I was like, if you're a furry, just say it. <laughs> she would be. She would be. I can see Ken in a dog I costume. Can. I can't. That's actually how she sleeps with other people that are not Ken because she's like, just put a, just put a dog costume on. <laughs> Put a, put a thing over your head. I don't need to see it. I'll pretend you're one of the, you know, the many pets Lisa, that I've Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> one of the pets that I've kept alive. <laughs> Weekend and burning my my pets, my dogs that are just barely making it. <laughs> <laughs> 